The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and we are back. And now we are talking about some enchanting landscapes that are on an enchanting island. And again, it's Prince Edward Island. My guest is Catherine Reed. She's an award-winning essayist, author, and naturalist. She has a new book called The Landscapes of Anne of Green Gables. She showcases the landscape of Prince Edward Island, which inspired the author L.M. Montgomery's uh, movie and, and story, Anne of Green Gables. The journals and the archives and the scrapbooks in Catherine's novel explores many of the similarities between Montgomery and her unforgettable heroine, Anne Shirley, in the book, Anne of Green Gables. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you for having me. Yes. All right. So how did the natural landscape surrounding um, Lucy Maud Montgomery, and she's the one who wrote Anne of Green Gables, how did that inspire her to create Anne Shirley, which is a character that you really took great notice of in the natural world? So, yeah, Anne, Anne Shirley uh, inhabits the natural world in such a delightful way, uh, and the way Mon- Montgomery writes about her is so moving that hundreds of thousands of people want to visit this tiny island, you know, wow. 110 years after the novel was first published. So there, it's a, it is a beautiful, unique landscape with its gorgeous white sand beaches and rolling mm-hmm. pastoral hills and spruce fir forest. But it's mm-hmm. the way that this lovely character, this feisty girl character, uh, who everybody just falls in love with immediately, the way she is in that landscape, and the way Montgomery writes about it, that has uh, made it uh, an, an indelible place on yeah. people from around when, when, the world. When did she write this book, Anne of Green Gables? Well, it was it was published in 1908. Uh, you know, it immediately had to go into a second print run, and then another and another. She wrote another seven novels that continued to follow oh. this wonderful character wow. for her children. Yeah. So you said 1908. And you said 1908? Exactly. So yes, wow. here we are, 110 years later, and there's still movies, wow. musicals, spinoffs, the Netflix mm-hmm. series Anne with an E, which again is enormously popular. Mm-hmm. They've just announced that, that they'll be running the second uh, episodes will start uh, in a couple of weeks. So it's really? a story that captures We're our on television. Will it be on television or on cable? This is a net, a net, it's Netflix. Okay, well, uh, that, that's good to know because I have that. I'm going to watch it. So, is, it, so, <laughs> so is, is that what it's called, Anne of Green Gables? No, the title is Anne with an E, which is oh. the way that Anne Shirley in the novel Anne of Green Gables 
chose to identify herself. So this, this and, new Netflix series, Anne with an E, uh, imagines backstories to a lot of the characters. Um, so it's kind fabulous. of ed- edgy and, um, and definitely creative. Did they, uh, the, did they the use jury- any of the pictures in your book? Say, ask me that again? Did, did, did they use any of the photographs in your book? Uh, oh, yeah, no. Um, no, there are, these are two entirely different enterprises. Uh, mm-hmm. The photographs in the book were taking the, the beautiful color photographs were mostly taken by Carrie Michaels, who lives in Freeport, Maine, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Nick Jay, who lives up on Prince Edward Island. Mm. And, 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 so and then, you. of course, I, I did go into the archives and pull out photographs that Martha Montgomery took. She had a camera in the late 1800s, and wow. so she took lots of pictures of people and places. So oh. uh, I used a few of those as well. Yeah, you know, I yeah. want to I want to read something here because I this is why I think this has a comeback. So the attributes that Anne with an E had were vivid imagination, her love of nature-based poetry, her sense of flowers as, and trees as beings with feelings, giving them names and seeing them as sisters. I think, you know, we've gotten so away from that, Catherine. You know, we're in such a digital age that I think that's refreshing. It is, and I think it's why grandparents and parents are still wanting their kids to make to be sure to, to read this book. Uh, virtual world is exciting, but it's really not the same. And the way Maude Montgomery and, and uh, Anne Shirley uh, thought about that natural world as, as really a place to go for sustenance, for comfort, yeah, for solace. Yeah, um, yeah and the pictures and course, are beautiful the in this imagination. book. Yeah, the yeah. pictures are beautiful in this book. Let me ask you, what's so special about Prince Edward Island? I mean, there are other beautiful places, certainly in Canada and elsewhere, but what makes this island so special? Uh, well, the, the one of the things, of course, is t- that the novel takes place there. That's that's the huge tourist draw. But it's also, um, it, it, yeah, islands tend to have this their own aura, their own sense of um, yeah closeness, self sufficiency. And this particular island, the Gulf Stream flows just near enough so that the waters are warm enough to swim in in the summer. Oh, you know, even though oh. it's north of Nova Scotia, east of New Brunswick, so. It's and and these white sand beaches and hill and fields that are still farmed in ways though the machinery is different. You get the sense that they've been farmed for these crops as they were 200 years ago. And of course, mm-hmm. after agriculture and tourism, fishing is the next most important industry. So mm. you know, PEI mussels. I'm sure you've heard of those. People know them from restaurants. Um, Mm. Uh, you know, it's just an excellent fishing industry, and it's it's a place that's it's just idyllic, and it has this kind of timeless feeling about it. Mm. I assume, of course, you've been there. I have been there, yeah, and I'll be going again uh, tomorrow. Oh, how wonderful! Now you're in North Carolina. I am in the up up in the mountains, uh, north mm-hmm. of Asheville. Yeah, I I lived in that state for a while on the coast, and it's just. It's just beautiful. And I lived in the mountains for a little bit. It's a beautiful state. So that would be wonderful that you're going there again. So um, when you go there, will you see all the places that Anne Shirley saw, which are uh, the Birch Path and the Haunted Wood and the Lake of the Shining Waters and Lover's Lane? 
Uh, I have visited them in the past, and it's pretty wonderful that the Canada's National Park Service has maintained the house that inspired uh, Green Gables um, mm. as a uh, you know a historic home that people can visit. And so it's this interesting uh, balancing act they do be- between making this fictional world seem real <laughs> and awesome, and 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 also recognizing that you know trees die, they regrow, but it's not quite the exact same haunted wood. But you can still see the haunted wood. You can still walk down Lovers Lane, even though mm. the trees have changed and changed over the years. But the Park Service just does a great job. Well, I I want to read a quote from the Library Journal about this book. And they say, and this is about your book, Catherine Reed, this is not just a book filled with beautiful photos. It's a satisfying, rich, and layered combination of the visual and intellectual. Readers will gain a new appreciation not only for Montgomery, the author of Anne of Green Gables, but also for the landscape that meant so much to her. So that's really lovely. It is yeah. right, and in the book, did, you know, it, it's a it's a visual treat again because there are these two hundred or so images. But the the themes I've tried to address about the natural world and yeah, about the similarities between the author and the main character. Now, did Anstrally. did did Montgomery live on Prince Edward Island? She lived there. Yes. Correct. She did until she was about 38, and then she and her husband moved to Ontario. So she's writing She's writing about the town of Cavendish, which is on the north shore of PEI, but uh, in the novel it's called Avonlea, and mm-hmm. she knew it intimately, you know, the ferns and the wildflowers and the trees yeah, as well beautiful. as the characters, now, the different Now, when you go back there, do you do book signings? The people must love to meet you because you're writing about their, their place. Well, uh, this book just came out in uh, late March, so this will be the first time I've been up since then. And yes, we have a number of uh, book signings uh, planned. There's also a conference going on about the author, the L.M. Montgomery Conference. Oh, wonderful. Um, so, it, yeah, it'll be an immersion in, in Anne Shirley and Lucy Maud Montgomery, <laughs> but it'll also be a chance for me to visit some of the Absolutely. what I find to be the most beautiful places. Well, before we take a break, I want to read something in the book, and this is a big quote that you have, uh, and it's set against beautiful trees. This is part of the book, or this is part of Anne of Green Gables that Montgomery wrote. It was a little narrow, twisting path, winding down over a long hill straight through Mr. Bell's woods, where the light came down, sifted through the many emerald screens, that it was flawless as the heart of a diamond. It was fringed in all its length with slim young birches, white-stemmed and lissom-bowed, ferns and star flowers and wild lilies of the valley, and scarlet tufts of pigeon berries that grew thickly along it. And there was always a delightful spiciness in the air, and music of bird calls, and the murmur and laugh of woodwinds in the trees overhead. Oh, how gorgeous. Isn't that beautiful? (laughs) No, well, it's just beautiful. Yeah. Wonderful. Makes you want to visit, I, doesn't it? <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, it's just so, the words are so, the images are so vivid and beautiful. Um, we're going to take a break and come back and talk more to Catherine Reed about her book, The Landscapes of Anne of Green Gables. And where can people find this book? On Amazon? Oh, sure. Uh, all of the big bookstores have it right now. Um, so, of course, this big 
can support their independent bookstores, that's great too. But, okay. but yeah, Amazon is where you can see the reviews and um, how others are responding to it. Wonderful. All right, we'll be back with Catherine Reed, who's the author of the book, Anne of the Landscapes of Anne of Green Gables, which was written by L. M. Montgomery in 1908. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back, right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts, we'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Our humanity is a thing we take for granted, but it takes many forms, and it requires much of us to fully express it. Listen to On Living, The Trauma and Beauty of Being Human with host Dr. Leanne Nguyen. This program will explore topics about survival, fulfillment, hope, connection, being fully alive to ourselves and to others. Guests are people whose life experience inspires us to reflect on these questions. Tune into On Living, broadcasting live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. We are talking with Catherine Reed, an award-winning essayist, author, and naturalist. Her book is The Landscapes of Anne of Green Gables, and she showcases the landscape of Prince Edward Island, which inspired the author L.M. Montgomery's book, Anne of Green Gables. And she has journals and archives and scrapbooks, and this uh, really, this novel explores the many similarities between Montgomery and her heroine, Anne Shirley, which there will be a movie, Anne E., uh, on Netflix soon, or a series soon. Welcome back, Catherine. Uh, thanks. All right. 
So what is the similarity between Montgomery? Did you have something? Did, did it, um... Oh, yeah. yeah. Just before we get into the next question. So the series is Anne with an E. That's the title. And okay. there's already been one year of it, which was hugely oh. popular. Uh, so oh. it's the second uh, series that's about to be oh. launched. People have been anxious for this since, you know, a year ago. So it's about to I'm come I'm going out. to watch it. I, I really am. Yeah. I think it will be wonderful. All right. Sure. So the question is, how similar was her life, Montgomery's life, to the heroine? And Shirley. Well, I didn't realize until I started reading Montgomery's journals just how like they were. Uh, Anne Shirley, of course, is this orphan who's uh, brought over from Nova Scotia. An older brother and sister who have a, a farm need help, and they ask for a boy, and they get this scrawny, red-haired, garrulous girl instead. And the big controversy in the beginning is, can they keep her? What are they going to do with this girl? And then mm. they... She, of course, wins them over. So Anne, Anne Shirley had a pretty rough early life, uh, uh, mm. was an orphan from very young. Um, Maud Montgomery's mother died when before Anne was, sorry, Maud Montgomery was quite two, and then her father left the young Maud with uh, his, grand, his parents, and then he went off to uh, British Columbia. So she had that kind of orphan similarity with her character. Uh, they both had these vivid imaginations. They both loved poetry, could recite poems. They both had these um, imaginations that um, were would take off with almost any kind of um, impulse or need. They both looked to that outside world when they were feeling blue. Mm. They they had this. They both had this habit of naming lovely places like the Lake of Shining Water and the Birch Path and Lovers Lane. They even both had the same imaginary characters that they saw reflected back in the glass front of a, um, a, a big cabinet. They had the same names for them. So it's, and, and I could list another dozen. Well, I, I list a few more in the book. But to, mm-hmm. but, and, and the interesting thing is that Maud Montgomery said she never created a character based on someone from real life. She was very insistent on that. And yet, here's this character who was very much an idealized version of a young Maud Montgomery. Mm. So, so numerous similarities. Did she have, uh, did Maud Montgomery have children in her own life? She did. Um, she was actually engaged for about six, maybe a little more, six years. Um, her husband patiently waited because Maud Montgomery was caring for her grandmother. Mm. And it wasn't until her grandmother died that she could finally marry he was a minister. They moved to Ontario. Um, she, mm. she was then 38. So she had two children. She actually lost one son in between those two. She had, uh, um, in, in her late 30s, early 40s. Um, mm. But she was just such a feisty woman, much like her character. Um, sturdy. She, she uh, managed to maintain this household. Um, as the minister's wife, she had all kinds of duties with the congregation. Plus, at this point, she's so dang famous that she's sought after as a speaker, um, a presenter. Mm. People loved how she told stories mm. and entertained. And How old was um, she when she, she passed? When did she die? She passed, She was uh, about 64 when she died. So in the 50s? Uh, she died in the 50s, maybe, or in the 40s? Uh, she died... Uh, I think it was just before World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, having lived through World War One, and of course Canada was sending off many soldiers earlier, many more than we were in the States, and the losses were huge uh, amongst the Canadian communities that she was part of. Um, she really suffered during World War One. One of her novels actually deals with the family's response to the war. I just... I was just yeah, saying, I just I looked it up. She was um, she died in Toronto on April 24th, 1942. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah. Yeah, there she was. All right. So tell us what you'd like to leave our listeners with in terms of the message, the message of the book, the message of positive living. What would you say, particularly in today's world, 110 years later, and how sure, popular well, the series of, is? What would you say? I think a couple of things. One is that, What's not to love about this feisty character, Anne Shirley, you know, that she has persisted for so long, says that there's really something um, magical and important about what she represents, you know, mm. to girls and women, but also to um, boys and men. In fact, one of the huge fans of the novel when it first came out was Mark Twain, who said, you know, there was the, the no character since the wonderful Alice of Alice mm. in Wonderland, who, who had, you know, been quite so memorable. Um, and the other is that, again, the, the writing about the natural world is so gorgeous. You, you read one of the beautiful yes. passages. Yes, but it's beautiful. Th- yeah. There's a way that for people who love good writing, those sentences that describe the natural world just yeah. have a different resonance. Um, and you know who it, al- you know who it almost reminds me of? Mary Oliver. You know Mary Oliver's poetry? There was a cadence oh, sure. in that that yeah. reminded me of that beautiful natural world. Yeah, right. it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, Again, found, how can people uh, get the book? Well, uh, any of the major bookstores, uh, um, of course, Amazon, their local independent bookstore, but any bookstore they, they shop at. Um, okay. Uh, if it's not right there on the shelves, order it. And if they don't go to Prince Edward Island as a result of this book, it's certainly a vicarious uh, journey. Um, wonderful. wonderful. Or they can friend. watch Anne with an E on Netflix, the second season, and you'll see some they of can, this. though, uh, again, remember that the writers for that are taking some liberties. Uh, I think it's okay. pretty fascinating. All right. Yeah. Wonderful. Catherine, thank you so much for being on the program. It's delightful. Well, thank you for having me. That was great. Uh, Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. This show will be rebroadcast on Saturday on the Health and Wellness Channel at 3 p.m. And you can download the app, Voice America Talk Radio, and you can listen certainly online, and there's also an iTunes channel, my iTunes channel through Voice America. So there's lots of ways to listen and tell your friends to listen. Until next time. Have a great, great week. I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.